You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am just climbing out of the depths of hell where we just came from. I am sorry, folks, but I have to explain this stuff. Sometimes I listen to a lot of other shows and programs, and I say, God, I feel so bad for that audience because the person who's doing such a fantastic job of explaining the technology, the engineering, you know, the the biology that goes behind whatever the topic they're trying to uh, dissect and break down, but... Not everyone knows about this. And so with this show, I I wanted to take a look at everything at a 40,000-foot view and try to explain it to people that don't understand it all. And hopefully my goal eventually is to reach a younger audience. I'm 41, so I'm sort of right in the middle of what the young kids would call boomers. You're a boomer, Dustin. You're a boomer because you have some salt and pepper hair. Uh, they don't even know what boomers are anymore, but everything older than is, them is a boomer. Uh, and then the young kids. So hopefully I'm going to be able to reach younger kids because they're the ones we have to warn about this technology and about these people like Elon Musk and Lars Butler and uh, show them these crazies like Ray Kurzweil and where these ideas initially came from. Uh, otherwise, we have no chance of waking anyone up. In the end, it is going to be our kids' decision where they want to live, and if they want to live inside this metaverse or try to save the natural world from these technocratic overlords. Unfortunately, as Yuval Noah Harari has explained, they can control your mind. We can do whatever we want. We can make you look and feel and see what we want. We can manipulate you. And so that's what they're doing. They're manipulating people into this. And as I've said, they're going to try to make your life as miserable as possible in this natural world until you gladly strap the Neuralink chip on top of your head. Until you literally take out your uh, pickaxe and smash your own skull and put it in. Get me out of here. Get me out of this natural world. I don't want to eat crickets anymore. And it's just like the Matrix. It's in parallel to the Matrix where they talk about feeding you crickets in the Matrix. They ate this mush on the Ebuchadnezzar, and life was horrible. But going inside the Matrix, which they're trying to defeat, but inside you can eat steak, and you could have sex with beautiful women. Everything is so perfect and glorified inside of the Matrix. But in real world, it's horrible, and you live on a rusty old ship and drink wine that tastes like gasoline. Well, heck, I could drink wine that tastes like gasoline right here in the United States if I want to. All right, let's continue with this video. Also subscription models or pay for playtime. And you've got some big investors backing you right now. Tell us about those and what have they put in, about $100 million so far? Yeah, we have announced about $100 million. We have raised a little more than that. Um, Our investors include three of the world's top five media companies, Time Warner, NBC Universal, and Bertelsmann, Europe's biggest media company. Now, do you see, even back then, in 2012, Lars Butler in Tryon Worlds had three of the top five media companies in the world on board with him. So this guy is not a small-time player. And these type of companies did not just throw around money at anyone. So back then, when he was building this, he already had these media conglomerates behind him.
Oh, it's not a game, really. This is serious business. Well, it's, it's, it's fun and it is serious business. It's fun and it is serious business. He's sitting there smiling, this egg-headed villain. Now, what is the next step for a company like Tryon? What are, you, what are your goals? Well, we are um, about to launch some really game-changing products. Uh, early next year, we will bring to market a game called Rift, which is a next-generation role-playing game. There are games out there like World of Warcraft that make a lot of money. They make actually over a billion dollars in revenue every year. Okay, so he's talking about role-playing games. Again, role-playing is eventually where you're going to end up in the metaverse, and this is what mind-twinning is all about. So role-playing was... Um, you know, developing customized avatars and such. And that is where we are going with mind twinning in what is the real world. See, I told you everything they did before was test case. So they masked it and promoted it and skinned it as video games. But in reality, they were collecting analytics and data and streamlining and test piloting what was later going to be the foundation for the worldwide metaverse prison matrix and we are bringing to market the next generation of this kind of game and then over the next few um, years we have an entire portfolio of those large games covering different big genres of video games role-playing strategy action and all of those games have different gamer audiences but they're all addressing large parts of the gaming segment they're all server-based live dynamic hard to pirate and um, have all these interesting business models like subscriptions, microtransactions, and advertising. You see that? So he was talking about a portfolio of games that reach each individual sector, each niche inside of the video gaming world. And why is that important? Because it is the same thing that is happening in this psychologically controlled world that we live in now. There are a lot of people, maybe you included, and you just don't realize it, but there are a lot of people that are driven into these personalized digital echo chambers on various social media groups uh, on, and platforms, from Facebook to Twitter, etc. You never really know when you're inter- interacting with bots, uh, etc. And they drive you into this personalized, pick your own adventure world. I mean, I have literally met people who follow or believe they follow politics on Twitter, who will come running up to me at the grocery store. I'm, I, I, there's a woman I know, she's in her 50s. She will run up to me in the grocery store and she'll say, did you see Ziggerzat 45 just um, you know, smashed 7723 Crow on Twitter and told him what's up. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? They literally live inside of this personalized world and they believe that everyone knows what's going on. It's like the same thing that people that watch Fox News or watch MSNBC or watch CNN and you'll be at a party and they just randomly bring up you know, oh, Tucker Carlson smashed that guy on the news last night, Did you, or the, the professor. They, they literally think you were there watching it with him. And so they developed back then, they were developing various games and worlds because they need to have 
these personalized worlds in which each person can go into. And the more personalized it is to you, the more you are going to connect and interact with that metaverse and the more your brain will be engaged, thus creating the energy and the power that they're going to suck out of you as if you were, um, you know, a power plant and they're going to store that in the battery to power the AI. That's what all of this personalization and customization is about. Let's continue. What about the role of games where the actual player is hooked up to various types of sensors and can, in a sense, be immersed in it, whether it's uh, Microsoft's Connects or some kind of, uh, you know, interactive... Now, he brought up Microsoft Connects as one of the softwares uh, in which you'd be able to connect yourself up with devices. Now, that's getting into what we call um, augmented reality helmets, virtual reality helmets that we're starting to see now. Things like Oculus that Facebook is uh, putting out on the market. They're not producing it. Come on, that was done by the government. But... That's what they're talking about, sensors that you're going to be able to put on your body, and that's eventually what you're going to do. Now, supposedly with the Neuralink brain chip, they will be able to bypass having to use VR or AR because all the sensory will come from, okay, so we covered Neuralink from the standpoint of it being able to suck the data out of your head. But when you look at it from the perspective they're talking about of curing paralysis and finding the trigger points inside your brain when they know your brain wants to lift its arm, just like the macaque monkey we looked at, right? Or the the pig who's walking around with its snout sniffing the ground. It can measure those impulses. So eventually, you'll be inside the metaverse. Your eyes will be closed. You'll be seeing a virtual reality projection in your head in the form of a dream. And they will be able to trigger your brain to believe you're touching a peach or that you're eating a piece of chocolate or that you're laying in a bed of roses, okay? that That's how this will actually work. So they're talking about the beginning phases of that, which was the idea to get video gamers to adopt and be on board with the idea of having sensory mechanisms that would allow them to feel like they were actually completely immersed in this second world. Now, when he brings up, Microsoft Connects. Microsoft is important in all this, too. Bill Gates and Microsoft had purchased Minecraft that I had mentioned. And Minecraft, I'm telling you, is one of the most dangerous bridge technologies in all of this. It had a lot of kids um, addicted to it, just like Roblox. And so that's why you know Microsoft, and we will get into Minecraft and Microsoft's involvement in Minecraft, But that was all part of this. Minecraft was designed for more of a younger audience and to get parents hooked on this idea of letting their kids play it because they said, well, it's like Legos and my kid's going to become an engineer and an architect because he can play with Legos inside of Minecraft, which, no, not at all. I mean, maybe he'll become a Minecraft metaverse engineer one day, uh, building fake homes inside of the fake world. Uh, but it's not going to transfer to him becoming an engineer in real life. Let's continue with this uh, bald-headed psychopath. Suit that you would wear that captures even your brain waves. <laughs> well, you can have all these things over time. The interesting fact is that as long as your game lives on powerful servers, it can evolve, it can change. And if you're part of the experience and you get more and more immersed, it will feel it more and more real 
and um, will give you a more and more interesting experience. You see, the more you're involved, right? So go to work, come home, get on the video game. There's lots of people like that. I know some in my real life. I'm obviously not friends with them any longer, but there are people like that. They're talking about, you know, reading the brainwaves. Well, that technology right there that he's referring to is what led up to what? Four years after this, in 2012, 2016, Elon Musk starts working on Neuralink. 2022, they release Oculus under Facebook. So see how this all connects now? It all comes together. That's what they're referring to. And then Butler does the push because he is the PR salesman at that time for this technology. That is his job. Is he saying, well, the more you get involved, the more you immerse yourself in the world, the more it becomes real, the more it becomes magical. Zimo, you will come inside of the metaverse and play with me. I'm Lars Butler. I love you and I want you to come inside my immersive second life. Yeah, so he was the guy chosen at the time to go out there and be the head of the new video game Immersive Worlds. I want you to immerse yourself in a quick bathroom break, and I will be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv. Slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Oh, yes, I can sell you digital weapons and swords inside of our immersive second life. I'm Lars Butler, the bald headed, the bald headed weirdo building a mind twin of myself and my friends. Guys, why do all these people look like total creeps and sound like weirdos? I mean, seriously. It, it goes to show you they couldn't have picked any other uh, less creepy people to run these government puppet organizations for them. They had to turn to the, the cast of Nazi psychopaths. I mean, come on. These guys are freaks. Like, if you put him, Henry Kissinger, Klaus Schwab, George Soros... The rest of these pinheads up on stage together and said, okay, folks, these are the guys running your life. These are the people that control the prison planet in which you are going to interact with and be part of for eternity. They want to put brain chips inside your head and connect you up to the cloud. Let's let each of them speak. When they're sitting up there on a dais, maybe they could do a roast of each other, like the Comedy Central roast of Lars Butler. They get up there, my friend Lars, he's a great guy. Uh, wonderful person, uh, you know, he's going to make a mind twin of you. I mean, come on, this is crazy. Like, I, who the hell would, who the hell, I mean, then just imagine if you put them up there in like Nazi uniforms and you said, these are the ancestors of Operation Paperclip. And then each of them speaks, you would buy into that immediately. You would say, wow, yep, it is. But somehow you put a business suit and a wide tie, which was stylish in 2012, and this guy becomes cool and hip. He's cool and hip. Nobody says, wow, this is weird. This is strange. Who is this man? Where'd he come from? What's his background? But we're going to get into all of that. I am going to show you so much stuff on this creep. All right, let's finish up with this video so we can move on 
to some more in-depth stuff, but I needed you to get a flavor for who he is and where his foundation started as sort of a public figure in this technocracy. Are you seeing that these types of online games are being played by all members of the family, not just typically the teenage boys? Well, it's really once a gamer, always a gamer. So as people get older, they stay with their favorite game types and game categories. Uh, Once a cigarette smoker, always a cigarette smoker. (laughs) Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Once a cheater, always a cheater. That's what he's telling you. He's like, once he gets you hooked on it, you are there for life. You will be ready in 10 years when we want to plug a chip inside your head and force you into the metaverse prison planet where Bill Clinton uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, hi, how you doing, folks? Where Bill Gates will throw uh, digital shekels at you and you'll dance around inside the metaverse to earn your tokens so that you can buy uh, NFTs of uh, toenail clippers or whatever the hell they want to sell you. But don't worry, it'll all work out in the end because once you're trapped in the metaverse, you can always beam your consciousness down into a digital AI projection mind twin Iron Man nanobot robot suit. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like a great world, doesn't it? So much better than going out in your garden and planting tomatoes and then picking them a few months later and being able to eat them in a nice, delicious salad. Yeah, natural life sucks. I'm going to go inside a second life where I can just randomly murder everybody. That sounds like a lot of fun. Unbelievable, this psycho. All right, let's listen to him. So the gamer audience is constantly growing because it's constantly getting, people are constantly getting older. So it's really everybody these days. You know, we have investors that play that are in their 50s or 60s, and they play more than I do. What's your favorite? They play more than I do. We have investors in their 50s and 60s who play more games than I do. He's cackling like a schoolgirl there. This guy is a creep. Even faster in the 40s and 60s. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm Lars, Lars Butler, head of the mind twinning program for the CIA. <laughs> game. Uh, it used to be a game called Civilization. It's a turn based strategy game. The game I played. It's a game called Civilization, and we have to have it because in real life we destroyed all civilization. Yeah, yeah. Now, which is my great favorite, is one of our games called Rift, the game we are launching next year. Rift. Rift. And how do you do? How about it's called Grift? He says it's called Rift. It's a grift. Yeah, it's a grift. We're going to steal your soul. We're going to steal your soul while you pay to buy digital weapons inside of our game. Um, It is in alpha right now, the feedback we're getting from the player. It is an alpha. It's an alpha. I am anything but. I am a beta. No, 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 no. I should not joke about this. These men are alpha. They will rip our hearts out, these people. No, I should not make fun of that or discount him. Never discount these people. I do like to make fun of them. Uh, I do like to poke fun at them. I like to make this a bit entertaining. Otherwise, it would be very dark. And I don't want a black pill. And I don't want to end up in darkness. But never discount these people they are dangerous 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 people installed at the highest levels of these uh, industries these are the american oligarchs in fact the worldwide oligarchs that are building the 
Matrix prison planet on behalf of whoever the hell is behind them, but we know at least the government. So never discount them. We can make fun of them. Uh, I encourage that, but never discount them. They are super, super dangerous. And the journalist is fantastic. And are you, you good at the game? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm not one of the best. But, you know, we have um, fantastic gamers in the company. And uh, we have lots of guilds already that play in the alpha. And there are lots of people that beat me, of course. Lars Butler, I appreciate you coming in. Chief Executive of Tryon World. Thank you very much. Okay, so that was the video, 2012 Bloomberg of Lars Butler. And now what I'm going to get into here is I want you, while he's fresh in your mind, while he's fresh in your mind, I want you to see, we're going to start going through his biography uh, piece by piece. And then I am going to show you who he is connected to, who he is partnered with, the money that is behind him as we, over the next couple of episodes, work through this tangled web that is Lars Butler and Peter Thiel and the CIA and then show you how far he's gotten with this mind-twinning software because then that is going to bring Peter Thiel into the conversation and we're going to end up creating a web that's going to have God, 50 or 100 companies, something that we'll never be able to go through because it would take me 500 episodes uh, to, to go through this. And there's many other places, many other directions I need to go in inside of this show, The Dustin Gold Standard. So while he's fresh in your mind, you've watched him or you've listened to him. If you have not seen him, uh, I suggest highly that you go to pain.tv slash gold and join pain.tv for $8.50 a month or whatever it is so that you can watch the video version of this podcast where I show all the articles and uh, play all these videos for you or get on YouTube when you're done listening and look up Lars Butler. It's really good to put a face with these guys' voices. So what I want to do here is we are going to start with this is uh, OneYoungWorld.com, and there is a bio on here for Lars Butler. And the reason why I'm going to start with this bio is it has a little more information in it than some of the other bios that he has out uh, on the Internet. But we will go through each of those as well. And then we're going to start to go through each of his connections. Some of these I am going to pass over because they're not as important to the story as um, the way I'm trying to lay out the narrative for you now. But let's say uh, at this time, it's Lars Butler, co-founder and CEO of AI Foundation. So this was written before uh, I'm sorry, after he was the CEO of Tryon Worlds. And Tryon Worlds was the video game stuff we just listened to. But it was very important to understand where he came from, which was out of this gaming, second life, immersive video game world. So it says here, Lars is a co-founder and CEO of the AI Foundation, an organization moving the world forward responsibly by giving each of us our own artificial intelligence that shares 
our personal views and goals while anticipating and counteracting the risks of artificial intelligence uh, proliferation in society. So what they're saying here, and this is true, I mean, it's true in that he's doing it. It's not true as to his reason for doing it. It says that he wants to give each of us our own personal artificial intelligence. And that was the same pitch that they threw at me when they tried to recruit my entertainment company back in 2018 to work for them. We did not go over those emails, but I did find them. And that was part of the pitch is that they wanted to allow everyone in the world to have their own artificial intelligence. And they basically pitched it as your own digital assistant. So you could lay at home in bed, twiddling your thumbs, playing cat's cradle with your feet while munching on a Snickers bar while your digital assistant would do all the heavy lifting and basically take care of your job inside the digital world. And remember, that was before COVID happened. That was before the concept of remote working. They were already setting the stage for your digital avatar that would do the heavy lifting in your life And then COVID actually allowed them to push a lot of these technologies that were out there, but like Zoom, the video conferencing platform, this idea of remote learning, all of this uh, forward. COVID was sort of the great reset that allowed them to push us into the fourth industrial revolution of which we are living under now. It says, with the help of many of the world's most distinguished scientists and backed by leaders from Silicon Valley, Hollywood, and Madison Avenue, such as Founders Fund, that's Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel, WME Endeavor, that's William Morris Endeavor, we're about to get into that, and many others, the AI Foundation develops protective tools to safeguard the world and advance products that benefit humanity. That's the pitch that they are giving you on Lars Butler's AI Foundation. But when we come back from this break, we're going to start to break it down and show you what Lars Butler is really up to. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 